Okay, and welcome back to another episode of Shockwave Solutions, where we present real-life actionable insights to direct response marketers. Today, we have Laura Catella Georgi, one of our all-time favorite friends, and um, just really a, a solid rock in the industry of direct response marketing and copy, and um, just an awesome person who we love to hang out with. But more than that, um, we actually had the the pleasure of jumping into Diamond Day Mastermind with you back. Uh, was that a couple, maybe a few months ago? I can't remember exactly the dates now. Yeah, December 2021. Yeah. And um, such a such a fun day of not just like good content, but really reframing and restructuring um, mindset, attitude, the way you approach work and your business. And so um, I was glad that you accepted our invitation to jump on today where we can kind of talk a little bit about Diamond Day Mastermind specifically. And you know, I'd like to, before you talk a, a lot about, you know, what it is specifically, I'd like to get into a little bit more about, you know, how you came up with that. What, why did you design, why did you decide to come out with a mastermind and, and to have a different structure from what a lot of the other masterminds tend to focus on? Thank you so much for asking and for having me, Travis, Emma, and all of Shockwave and all the listeners out there. So Diamond Day came to be because I knew I wanted to host an in-person event. I love bringing people together, fellow direct response marketers, entrepreneurs. They are my source energy. I love being around them. I just can't get enough. And I knew that I wanted my event to be something very different from a lot of the nitty gritty tactical sort of trainings that are out there. And of course I find nitty gritty tactical stuff, hugely valuable. I'm a copywriter. I'm a marketer. Tell me which color to make the buy button, please. I live (laughs) for that. (laughs) But while simultaneously training a bunch of entrepreneurs and freelancers, I started noticing these recurring themes of, oh, I'm not ready yet to do something, Mm. or I don't deserve to ask for this, or I need to study some more before I actually try my hand at writing something or offer creation. And I was like, there's some deep work that I believe needs to be done and offered there in a way that still maintains our love of strategy and our love of action taking. So I started playing around with what training in that capacity would look like. How could I dare people to stretch Mm -hmm. themselves in certain ways? How could I reframe their perception of risk? And instead of being afraid of risk, for example, could I get people to become more afraid of not taking a risk. Mm. And what happens if you don't go for your goals? What happens if you remain stagnant for the next year of your life, or perhaps you even go backwards? And that's how Diamond Day came to be. And I found putting on the event that it was quite magical, you know, in discussing the roadblocks that we have, vulnerable containers get opened up and that tied in with all of the camaraderie that exists in our community just made for a really beautiful experience and i love putting it on and i'm excited to do it bigger and badder diamond day two diamond day three (laughs) so on and so forth yeah and i think that's a it's an important distinction too that you mentioned because a lot of times people are so focused on just the tactics and the strategies and the things that you can do on your business and how to manage it but there's a holistic view when you kind of take a step back um, that I think a lot of people, you know, they, they want to be healthy in their body. You know, they want to be healthy in you know, the routines and what they're doing, but 
taking a, a step back to get healthy in your mind and the way that you approach business and the way that you really reframe or restructure how you view the world um, is can literally be game changing, right? Because how can you, you know, how can you run a business if you're always second guessing yourself, you know, yes. your level of confidence? Do I deserve this? Can I handle it? Um, yes, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> but it helps to have somebody who's in your corner and, and giving you some direction, helping you move forward, as opposed to just, you know, um, almost like, almost like just struggling with your own self doubts or limiting beliefs that you have. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I like that that was a, a lot of the approach and, and it was so great to see uh, each of the speakers that you, uh, you know, brought together at diamond day, how they actually had such a, a consistent theme across all, you know, their stories and the conversations that they're having. Um, and it wasn't like, it was like, Hey, talk about this, but it was almost like, it was like, Hey, talk about this. Um, because they wove how those hardships in their life actually created an opportunity for them to go to the next level, to, to have something bigger than they thought was even possible before. And so I love how you kind of cultivated that um, intentionally or not. I don't know. I'm going to say intentionally. <laughs> but, I, I definitely cultivated the subject matter. You know, I knew I wanted Stefan, for example, to go up there and destroy some commonly used excuses that yeah. we hear from coaching clients and the like. But the magic of the relations to all of our stories, like us having these roadblocks, sometimes huge, sometimes yep. really painful and damaging, but something that all of our speakers share is that ability to alchemize like the pain into something mm -hmm. that serves us and something that we could teach others. And that was some of the remarkable feedback I got from the attendees as well. The realization of, oh shit, your life wasn't all perfect. Like I see you guys on jets now and you're doing all this cool stuff. I just thought, you know, you kind of always had it made and we're all like, wouldn't that be absolutely nice? not. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> and so that was really inspiring to a lot of people to realize, oh, I can't use the things that have happened to me, which are, which, you know, are often valid and they could be painful traumatic experiences, but yeah. we don't allow you to keep that in your way anymore. And right. just to go back to what you said really astutely on like mindset versus strategy, which I don't believe it is right. One feeds the other, mm. but it's like how earnestly and consistently and powerfully will you implement any strategy if you don't believe that you deserve the result of it or yeah. if you are committed to information seeking all the time i need more information before i try for me i need about like 20 percent of the information necessary to make a decision that's good <laughs> enough for me and then in making the decision i will learn so much more and a lot of actually putting on diamond day was so much unknown my first ever event i planned yeah. it in about a month and a half are people gonna come are they gonna like it how do sponsorships work like which emma helped me out with a ton like <laughs> and then it all came together and it was beautiful so i stood up on stage and i was like if i could do this and you want something like this you can do this follow yeah. me. I'm not coming back as a ghost, like five years in the future with all the answers. I'm living it in real time. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's like, uh, <laughs> you're all in, right? It's like, <laughs> totally, totally like playing cards and you're like, okay, eh, I got a couple cards here. You know what? Let's go for it. I'm just going to roll the dice and go. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that is a very entrepreneurial type of mindset in general is like, I don't know. I got a couple cards on the table. I have some information. I'm never going to have all the information. Can I feel exactly. comfortable in just moving forward with, with what I have? And can I just, let's just go for it and see what happens. And I'll, like you said, I'll learn. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then a lot of magic, you know, can unfold too, because just in opening up and having these conversations like the one we're having right now, and me asking other coaches, you know, what are some of the limiting beliefs that you see your clients have? What, what comes up for you? And people mm -hmm. became so engaged and so interested in talking about this stuff, which also indicated to me that it's been an underserved part of the market. We've been ignoring yeah. it. And mindset has been touted as not sexy. Um, but I'm making it sexy again. So. <laughs> well, in, um, you know, I, I think second. we're not going to go over that. That's because I picked that cat suit out for you that you wore. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. That Insert the screenshot of that your editor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't, we actually, the video won't show. It'll just be the audio, but I will say the cat suit with the boots, what? we, we tried on. 60 pairs of shoes that day. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. So those boots I'm are fantastic. Say, if anybody's going to make mindset sexy, it's you in a cat suit. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty fabulous, I have to say. Thank you. But, yeah. Um, I was going to, I was going to kind of go into, um, you know, like a lot of what I find when I look back at my career and the role that I've played with different clients that I've worked closely with, my hope was to prevent as much pain as possible if that makes sense. Um, and who's to say that's the right move as sometimes, because, you know, sometimes you go through a really painful experience, um, personally, professionally, uh, relationally, whatever it is in, in some sphere of your business or your some sphere of your life. And it's sucky and you never want to go through it again, but you look back on it and you're like, man, I'm glad I went through that because from that allowed me to and then fill in the blank. And I can think of my own story, my own relationships. And, you know, I look at my little, like my childhood with my parents and step parents and all the chaos that was there. It's like, ah, like I hated that. I never want to go through that. And yet, because I went through that, like I have a, it's given me a heart and a passion to have my own marriage really strong and to help other people in relationships, you know? And so, you know, that's like on a personal level, but then also on a business level, like I've seen so many people just screw up like payment processing or like destroy their businesses because they, they weren't caring for it properly. And it's like, man, if I can prevent a little bit of pain, wouldn't that be nice? Um, but at the same time, going through the pain is sometimes what galvanizes people, right? Or, you know, hardens them into something that's mm -hmm. truly valuable. Um, and I think that that was what, it, what I thought was so beautiful about the way that you really shift that mindset about looking at each of the different areas and circumstances and not being like, hey, these things happened to me, that sucks. But it's like, hey, these things happened to me. And because of this, now there's yeah. like a, a launching platform. And it does, that has, doesn't have to be the end of the story. In fact, that can be the very beginning of the story. Or maybe yes. it's right in the middle of the story, but there's an ending that's coming and it doesn't have to be that terrible ending. Yes, exactly. You can choose and even the language of this happened to me, um, that might be useful for a moment, but you right. need to step into more powerful language of here's how I'm responding to the situation that unfolded for me or is unfolding for me right now. Yeah. Um, what know, so if I may ask you something real quick? <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you work with um, people who like their merchant accounts get all messed up and they end up in a okay. world of pain, where do you think like that sort of mistake comes from? Are they just not paying enough attention? were they like too many things flying around or we are going to have different answers but yeah. Yeah, well, I want to hear both <laughs> so I think um a lot of times 
like I think of the pain points in their business itself. And like, this was advice my father-in-law gave me years and years ago. And I think it's true really in way more, like there's a lot of wisdom in it more than I think he recognized at the time. Cause he was giving, he was giving me that advice in relationship to like marriage and relationships. And um, what I thought was awesome about it was that it applies to businesses. It applies to marketing. It applies to chargebacks. It applies to customer service. It applies to really from a marketing perspective, like every area of your business. And it's so simple, but really profound. And that's really this idea of like setting and managing expectations, mm-hmm. right? Because when I look at the times when I'm most upset, it's because I expected something that didn't happen, mm-hmm. right? Or something I was disappointed in or something that just crushed me, um, you know? And then when I look at like simple things, like even if it's like an expectation that I have is not met, but before I get to the place where it's like deadline, there's like a resetting of that expectation. And it's like, okay, I can deal with that. And so, you know, when it comes to like clients and marketing, right? When they file chargebacks, it's because they thought something was going to happen that didn't happen. Yeah. Right? I was going to lose weight or I was going to get the product in two days or I thought, you know, whatever, some expectation that's unmet. And, and there's a longing, there's a whole reason why they buy, right? That's, that's what we target when we're doing copy, yeah. right? Is that, that longing for a fulfillment of an expectation. And so if you can't hit that expectation that you're so good at selling or, or creating the words to communicate, if there's a disconnect there, that's, that's what we see a lot of times with payment issues. There's other things too, but you know, there's like legit froster, but, but most of the time we see that some element of that, it doesn't matter if it's customer service, if it's marketing, if it's their operations, if it's the way their funnel comes together, right? There's a disconnect in how it works and it just kind of breaks with what the customers expect as far as user experience, all of those things flow into it. Mm, that's huge. So what a helpful exercise for a business owner to list okay, what are the expectations that my customers are going to have? And mm-hmm. what is the reality that's unfolding? And where's the disconnect? And then they should even run that exercise on themselves. So what yeah. am I expecting out of this business and the trajectory of my career? Am I showing up, you know, mm-hmm. in full costume to yeah. attain that? Yeah. In full, in full cat suit, you know? <laughs> cat suit. <laughs> All right, I mean, I'm you got a different answer, answer or what? Yeah. <laughs> so my answer is the same, but different. So yes, all the things, but I think that for a lot of the entrepreneurs that we work with, I know a lot, I don't know why, but they, uh, well, I do know why. Travis is a broker and they're afraid to tell him the truth about things. <laughs> and so they'll come to me with much different issues and problems. And I think that there is some misconceptions in our industry about merchant accounts and what it takes to have a healthy merchant account. And I think that there was an old wave of um, marketing approaches on free trial, on dating, Mm -hmm. on production. And there are some horrible brokers out there that have given a lot of bad advice. And so they think that they have to live in this bubble of constantly concealing where if they're just open and honest with the processors and their brokers, they can be matched with appropriate merchant accounts. But Mm -hmm. because, okay, well, Travis is doing his little hand thing. They can't see you, Travis. But for the most part, for the most part, there's nothing, there's no issue that we can't figure out how to solve in an appropriate way where we can match them correctly on mids that can be healthy. We haven't seen it once yet. But what Mm -hmm. we will see is them lying and trying to hide things and selling this product under this name and in this corner and then, you know, having this product sold as this product for this amount. But it's, it's, it's just a big circle jerk. 
essentially. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be nearly as hard. When I, the reason Travis and I know each other is because I looked at a really stupid thing someone was doing that had like, we had to do so much work to hide so many things. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. And mm -hmm. Travis, you know, taught me how to do it the better way. And it was way, 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 way less work to keep them clean and healthy than it was. So I, I think overall for merchant accounts, it's the lies that entrepreneurs tell themselves that they mm -hmm. need to do and create in order to have healthy merchant accounts instead of just doing the right damn thing, which takes half the work. <laughs> It's wild. Like why? And then, you know, I think about a lot of the black hat guys who like burning and churning thousands of ad accounts a day, yep. don't live in the country, can't sleep at night. They're afraid somebody's going to knock on the door at any time. And it's like, there are other ways. Like you can <laughs> scale gigantic, gigantic, like clean white hat companies and be able to sleep yeah. at night. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if you want to throw something up there, scale it and then start something new. If that's I think that they're married to the chaos, like they love the chaos. Yes. They love the fun of launching offers. Give it to me. I'll scale it. And you can start a new one. You don't have to do this. You don't have to, yeah. you don't have to shut down. You don't need to hide. Just go, scale, just go launch a bunch of stuff and then hand it over to me often and I get out of it. You don't have to burn it down to build something new. No, you don't. But a lot of them, it's in it's in their mindset. Like they, I can't possibly keep up with A, B, C, and D. No one's going to be able to do it like me. So let's burn it to the ground and start new because it's a new shiny object every time. Well, yeah. you know, so to be candid, right? Like that's essentially mindset as well, right? Because mm -hmm. when, when you're looking at the business, whatever that perspective is, whatever your framework is, um, you know, there's a certain uh belief that you have in the actions you take in fact we all do that like we all take yeah. actions based on beliefs that we have mm -hmm. right and so or or don't take actions based on beliefs we have mm -hmm. but what i like about you know when i work with somebody who wants to figure out a way to really have peace of mind i think that's really the the, the thing like that's one of the things that kind of drives me and motivates me is like i don't like anxious thoughts. I don't like it when things are unsettled. I like things to be somewhat predictable more so than Emma. Emma doesn't mind a little bit more chaos. I do like chaos. That's true. But I'm also the hardest, like I have a very strict schedule and structure. Travis pivots and changes so much faster than Emma does. It's, it's very ways. odd. It, yeah. It's true. It's very odd, but it's very true is I thrive in chaos and complete nonsense. But if I have to, if I have to at 8.15 a.m. do something different today than I did yesterday at 8.15, I have a complete meltdown at 8.14 because it's changing. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? <laughs> I didn't know that about you. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> but back to the chaos part of it. Like, yeah. So for sure, I do better in chaos than Travis does. I can move through it way quicker, but yeah. Travis can pivot and change the way we do things way faster than like I have a mm. meltdown first and then I'm okay. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I like entrepreneurialism like involves some element of chaos because unexpected things happen all the time mm -hmm. and you get an adrenaline release from that. But I suspect with people who boom and bust, boom and bust, boom and bust all the time, that that becomes the familiar 
cycle that is mm -hmm. sort of like the only thing that they know versus, okay, what if when we get to the top of the cycle, I could keep going this way, but that's the unknown. So sometimes I wonder about when people say things like, I have 20 years of experience. I'm like, well, do you, or do you have the <laughs> same year 20 times, you know? Mm. Wow. And if, and if you do, that's okay. Yeah, we, can, <laughs> we can get you right there and then, <laughs> yeah. Increase like the depth of your experience and the height of it as well. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, was that a jab at me? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, no, because I'm just joking. Because like I, I do reference like I have like 20 years of payment processing experience, right? He's not joking. But, there is, there's, there's an I didn't know that was the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm old, right? But um, but here's what's also interesting is like because there's an element of as you dive into something, like take a deep dive into something. Like there's almost like a narrowing where you say like no to a bunch of other things and you become like you say no to a bunch of other things to to go deep into something specific and i don't care if it's like like i said like your business or marketing or copy or media or whatever it is you know you, you become really really good in one specific area um and then once you get to the other side of that it's like now a lot of things kind of begin to open up um and that's one of the things that i actually like i'm really excited about like personally the things that like Emma and I are doing at Shockwave with our clients, because it's like, I've gone through like a deep dive in payments, but then now there's so many more opportunities that, uh, you know, lay before us as we help different clients, as we jump into different aspects of businesses, um, building out different types of campaigns or funnels or membership sites or whatever. There's like all these new things that begin to open up and new opportunities that are, are fun to take that depth and be able to apply it specifically in an area. Yes, um, that's so much fun. Yeah. And it was really similar with me and copywriting. You know, it right. started with one skill set of copywriting, but in the interest of well, just loving the game so much and in the interest of wanting to be the most badass <laughs> copywriter and person who helps my clients, you know, then I learn about funnels and I learn about design and split testing and analytics and traffic sources. And then you become a real weapon yeah. and it almost gets to the point where yeah you get so good you have pinpointing that one thing is there a moment where okay let's push against mm. like that one skill set a little bit to expand in these other areas right which yeah. is even something like stefan has discussed with his label as a copywriter you know there was a time where he came to resent being called a copywriter because he's like, I'm so much more. But now mm -hmm. that he's so much more, he's like, hey, you can call me a copywriter again. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's also funny, yeah. like the identity, like labeling and how um, that affects us in a really big way, I think. I think yeah. when somebody um, identifies like, I am a copywriter versus, oh, no, I'm a fully formed human being like who does copywriting and like runs businesses and does all this other stuff. You get a level of detachment so that you don't have to tie up your value and self-perception into the results that you have. Yeah. And that's a simple languaging trick, but the more you practice it, the more it sticks. Yeah, it's, it is interesting that um, when we use a language, specific types of language where we're, especially we're identifying something, right? It's almost like, that is me, like that's an avatar for who I am, right? Um, but there's there's a lack of depth in there is kind of what you're hinting at there. So mm -hmm. how does that, does that tie into what you are hoping to focus on? Because I know we have another um, Diamond Day Mastermind, like a series of days coming up now um, in June. And I'm curious, like, is that part of things that you'll be addressing in this next one? Or do you want to talk about that a little bit? Or can we? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for asking. 
So we will absolutely be addressing the language and the mindsets and mind frames that we adapt, use, keep, deploy, um, interface between us and the world. Um, and I'm really liking the term mind frame over mindset because mm. a mindset feels set in stone or much more challenging to work with and change. Whereas a frame, I can just choose a new frame. Mm -hmm. That's why I really love the quote. It's funny, but I love it so much. Winners only think about winning because I can choose to think about winning. So when things are going, feeling wrong or I'm having a rough time, and I could start going down a negative spiral just like anybody else. Like, oh gosh, is this really going to work? Am I going to fail? Are they going to laugh at me? Um, okay, wait, let me choose to think about winning. Okay, what would a winning person do? Well, I'll go ahead and stand up and practice my talk. You know, I believe mm -hmm. preparedness is really important and prof professionals prepare and they practice. So a lot of people say they want to speak on stage. What do I do? I'm like, did you write your talk yet? No. Did you practice it? No. <laughs> How about you go write your talk and practice it? <laughs> and then when you get up there, even if something unexpected happens or the microphone falls or yeah. the lights go out, you'll have more muscle memory in place because you practice and you won't get so frazzled and you'll be able to do it. So be a lot of strategies. Affiliate summits is one of the best places that you can learn to speak because they have you out in the middle of everything happening and everybody's walking by talking. I am ADHD and let me tell you, like I just started having conversations with people in the audience because I couldn't do it. I don't care how many times I practice, but, but I'm sorry, just to throw that in there. Um, so if you ever want to learn how to speak, no matter what's going on around you, talk there. That's, <laughs> you really, yeah. that's a great way to do it. Yeah, for sure. Just have people, it's nuts what's going on around you. Um, so I like, a way to do it too, like oh. do it in an environment that's even more crazy so that when you're in a more stable environment, it's a cakewalk. Like yeah. Michael Jordan's coach would have him practice in the rain. He would like jump off, like, I don't know, four foot blocks and have to jump back onto them pouring rain, like he would exercise his fingers, like every little thing. And, you know, people would tell him Tim Grover, they'd be like, but you're coaching the best. You're coaching Michael Jordan. He's like, yeah, I have the hardest job of all. I have to make the best in the world that 1% better. Mm. So that he's lethal. And those were some of the ways that he did it. Just like nutsy, like kind of clowns pop out at him and all this stuff. So this way, like as the buzzer's going off, it's all muscle memory, like taking that shot. Yeah, so I love that shit. I love that we're talking about speakers because I, I I want you to share with people what I know, um, because we were sitting in Miami at a table uh, cleaning Kate's purse, oddly enough, and we were walking through who you were going to have um, speak at Diamond Day Two, and the thought that went into this was like the things that were said and the thought that went into this and it's been months in the making like that was several months ago and you just like finalized your speakers list can you talk about who's speaking at diamond mm -hmm. day and why you chose those people um specifically for the talks that they're giving you don't have to give away what talks they're giving but just the people that you have speaking i know that you're going to hold a couple back but if you would share with our audience just a little bit Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I will be presenting quite a bit. So you're gonna you're gonna get me. I have a lot of new material that I'm really excited to share. Actionable stuff that's gonna be a lot of fun too. Uh, the incredible Meredith Shirk is speaking, oh, yeah. which I am just so excited about. Her story is 
unbelievably incredible. So I'm going to tease and pull and yank out of her as much detail as I could possibly get how this young woman, two kids grows four, is it? Eight figure companies um, from working at Gold's Gym you know, like what the heck, it's going to be so incredibly inspiring for my audience. I'm very eager to ask her, what are the shifts of limiting beliefs that she's had to look directly in the face and overcome? What were her biggest challenges? What were the most exciting parts of this journey? Um, and what advice she could give to our crowd? So that is going to be huge. The legendary Jason Fladlin is speaking, who I absolutely adore. Um, He's an OG veteran of internet marketing and direct response. Just in the last two months of 2011, he closed out like a record $60 million webinar series in two months in the crypto space. And he knew like nothing about crypto beforehand. So that's really quite incredible. So in addition to his experience and skills in growing a gigantic company, he's also a master of shifting these limited beliefs. Um, I even reach out to him when I have I had a copy hang up the other day because I wonder about this word transform. I'm like, am I really mm. in the business of transformation, though, because it suggests that people might have to change who they are. And I don't know if people really change who they are. But what I really want to give them the opportunity to do is unlock and unleash more of who they truly are and to mm. feel comfortable and happy and worthy Love of that. that. Thank you. Yeah, this, it's really important, like that part of my messaging to me. And then, um, so I brought it up to Jason and then I was like, maybe like, you know, unlock. And then he's like, yeah, unlock. He's like, and write 10 more. He's like, if it's hard to write one, write 10. Mm -hmm. It's much easier to write 10 than to write one because when you're writing one, it's the one. And there's, you know, a lot of not good pressure there. So now I tell my copy cubs, go write five headlines. It's much easier. And even when you're thinking about things you're grateful for, the one mm -hmm. might be tricky, but once you have to do four or five, they start flowing out of you. Another great That's example funny. from Jason was, um, can you underthink your way through this? Eh, you know, I might've been overthinking about something or another. And he was like, if you had to underthink your way through this, what would you do? And I was like, oh, I would immediately do this, this, and this. Like, there you go. There's a solution. So it's just these easy little flips, but they're so transformative and powerful and I never forget them. So I am tasking him with doing this live on stage, nice. like two people in the audience where they're going to bring up their they're bullshit, <laughs> you know, like I say that term with love. We all have some, but they'll yeah. bring up some of theirs and Jason will just flip it around in real time. So I'm really excited. So okay. is that like, because as you're talking about that, that really sounds like, you know, one of the things we talked about was like the idea of like shifting your framework, right? Or changing your framework as far as like instead of mindset framework and also like leveling up. And that's kind of, that sounds like a, like a really solid example of what that looks like, right? Yes, exactly. That's good. That's so good. Keep going. That, that ties really into really well into what Rich Sheffrin is going to be speaking oh, yeah. about. So I'm sure a lot of your listeners probably know Rich. He's another original gangster, and he does quite a few live speaking gigs every single year. But he is always talking about nitty gritty tactical stuff, and I'm like, no, bro. So. Rich actually used to run entrepreneurial transformation type events in the early 2000s. And he even wrote an incredible guide, The Hidden Obstacles to Your Success, which is all about mindset. It's a very awesome PDF. I'm sure you could find it on the internet somewhere. And so when I kind of brought up my subject matter for Diamond Day, 
it reawoke like this passion in him mm. for this sort of work and like even his own you know beliefs that he has shifted and things like this so and he's a big believer in risk taking and so once we get some perception shifts once i help people feel worthy and motivated and able then rich is going to come in and be like okay here you know if you're going to take a risk what's it going to be you know what let's make it this like way bigger better risk um and give his frameworks for risk taking and how to fall in love with risk so it should all feed beautifully into together into the culmination of a real plan something that you actually go home and do at the end of the day at the end of the event so that you're not just inspired. Inspiration is great, but that comes and goes. You're not just flooded with ideas that you get to think about and forget about eventually. You'll actually leave Diamond Day with an implementable plan, A to Z, due dates, get this done. Um, for those who join us at our most premium, incredible Diamond Ticket Package, you'll get the legendary Emma Rainville, Travis, I'm pretty sure you're you're joining us. I'm yeah? definitely there, yeah. To work with not visionary <laughs> types, <laughs> but the wonderful integrators, strategists, and operators who are going to hear the symphony in your head and put it into the sheet music that you get to go home and actually play. <laughs> and yeah, so for a mindset event, I wager that it'll be one of the most actionable events that anybody attends ever. I love that. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I like that, you know, essentially the, the framework that you're saying is like not, not transforming or changing who they are, but almost mm -hmm. really like unlocking or unleashing them to be more authentically who they are. Yes, absolutely. Right? And, and so like incorporating those parts and figuring out how to work that into what they're doing and who they are, the core of their being to live it out in their business. And actually how much more freeing is that? Right. So much more freeing. And then you'll, you have so much more clarity, you know, mm -hmm. if people feel overwhelmed and unclear because they're trying to fit different molds, they feel like they should be doing right. certain things. <laughs> this guru says, I need a big Instagram account. So I'm trying to grow my Instagram account, but I don't really give a shit. You're not following like the stuff that's right for you. So once we get you unlocked and get you to recognize that who you are is what you need to be doubling down on, because that's yeah. the one thing nobody can take away the unique genesis of you and that you are whole and worthy of doing this, no matter what you have been through, no matter mm -hmm. what mistakes you might've made in the past. Uh, don't, it's so much easier to be clear because you're not yeah. in judgment of every little single thing that you're doing. Yeah, it, as you're talking about that, it makes me think, um, like I say early in my career, I remember watching like other people, like when I was in the sales role and I was watched, I'd watch how they sold, right? I'm like, okay, maybe you gotta be like that, right? So you try all these things. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing when you're running a business, you're like, oh, that person's doing this. Oh, maybe I should be doing that, right? And then you go yes. over to, to try that. And, and it was like, when I really understood like what made me unique in my sales and how I approach things and what I like, like it never felt like selling. It always just mm -hmm. felt like helping people. And for me, like that was like authentically just great. I, I don't sell anybody. I just help people. And if I can get paid to do that, like for me, oh, it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. I don't have to, it's like I never had to like work. It just became just being me and things worked out. It's like, okay. I don't know. You know, there's, yes, there's tactics and other things you need to do, but, but learning how to implement who 
you are and to do it your way. It, it, mm -hmm. it I, yeah, absolutely can totally free you up to just, to just not have to stress about or trying to do something that you're not, that's not authentic to who you are. So much more so, work to do that. Laura, you brought up several different like diamond day packages. Can you talk to us about what those packages are? What, so, cause our listeners don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I mean, but could you talk to us about those packages and what they essentially include? Yes, absolutely. And where, where is Diamond Day going to be, et cetera, et cetera? Diamond Day is going to be in lovely, hot Scottsdale, Arizona, June 3rd through the 5th at the Biltmore Hotel, Waldorf Astoria Hotel. There is an embassy suites six minutes away. And we have a room block at the Biltmore as well with a 15% off coupon code. Okay. <laughs> the standard <laughs> admission ticket is for June 3rd and 4th in the room. That's where you're gonna hear all your presentations. We're gonna be doing group work exercises together. You're gonna to get to network with one another, speak with the experts, catered lunch, dinner at Fogo de Chao for all attendees, standard admission, the night of the third. This is how I like to do shit. This is how I roll. This is me being authentically me. Um, <laughs> my advisors, we're like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> the advisors would be me. And I was like, hey, a lot of money. Are you sure about this? And she was like, um, I'm not Jewish. You are. <laughs> I would never say such a thing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's the night of the third dinner at Fogo de Chao. And then June 4th, back in the room, intense. Uh, you know, this is intense work. It's going to be a lot of fun and you're going to get a lot out of it, but I'm looking for big emotional change to get big wins like in your life and get people closer to the goals that they want to achieve. So many of my attendees want to elevate into more of a expert authority or thought leader. They want to be on podcasts, write books, mm -hmm. speak on stages. So you know, I got to give you guys a push to, to finally go out there and do these things. So a lot more of that work on June 4th, at the end of which will be a party at my house. Nobody parties at my house quite like me. It's a lovely home, catered steak dinner, open bar, and the like. Then on June 5th, this is still included in your standard ticket uh, at around 5 p.m., we will all go sunset ATVing together. So this is my vision of a hundred crazy ass entrepreneurs on ATVs going through the Arizona desert. It will be a guided tour. We won't get lost. We will also be uh, sending everyone a liability waiver to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As a hundred entrepreneurs set off on ATVs in the desert. This is why you need your operational friends, my fellow visionaries. See, <laughs> they take good care of you. So yeah, that starts at around 5 p.m., of course, because it'll be quite hot. So we got to wait till the yeah. sun dips down, dips down a bit. And that inspired me to conceive of, well, if I could create a, another experience in that morning, the morning of June 5th, what would that look like? And mm -hmm. so we're in my VIP ticket package, that will get you everything I already mentioned, plus a VIP morning experience, a biohacking day. So we'll have premium IV therapy available, which will be very useful after my party the night before. <laughs> Tons of cold press juices, beautiful catered breakfast, cold plunges, other biohacking tips and tricks, a breathwork expert will be there and 
All of our speakers will be attending that day too. So it'll be a really great opportunity to network with fellow VIPs and the speakers. They love doing shit like this. You know, this was a limiting belief I saw come up in some of my previous attendees. Like it really, it wasn't the financial investment. It was the feeling of I'm not a VIP. And I'm like, well, you're not because you didn't buy the ticket yet. <laughs> but all you have to do is buy the ticket and get into the room. Early on in my career, I had to fight tooth and nail to attend like some of the higher level closed door masterminds. I like literally would sneak in. They didn't know I was there. I would sneak in at breaks. So part of what I love to do is create that experience and open the door for people. Mm -hmm. So simply just join us. And I swear to God in my heart, you are a VIP no matter what. But Officially, you have to get the ticket <laughs> and that gets you in the room the morning of the 5th and we'll also hold a thought leader mastermind. So I want to give people action steps for those who want to get their first book published this year, get on their first stage po or podcast this year, things like this. I love that. Then, thank uh, you. Then, my diamond ticket will include everything I just said plus a fourth day back in my home with the incredible team of integrators and operators where your symphony gets written out. You get due dates. You will get a full on binder with every action step you need to take to accomplish the goals, to execute on all of the ideas that I'm certain every single attendee will have during the three days. Like I'm sure most of your listeners know whenever you attend an event or a conference, you get so many incredible ideas. You lose a ton of them. You don't know how to implement on others. And a lot of that incredibly potential material goes to waste. So that's why on the morning of the 6th, Emma, you, an incredible fellow integrators and operators are going to get that plan solid. Again, with due dates, you're going to leave with a full-on binder. And I will also receive a copy of all of your due dates so that I can hold everyone accountable. And for those who meet their milestones and hit their deliverables or whatever they need to create or whatever hiring they have to do by their certain due dates, I will have special rewards for throughout the next year. Wow. So. What an incredible way to structure that too, right? Thank because you. a lot, yeah. I mean, so many people walk away from a conference or a mastermind or an event and like, whoo, they're all jazzed, right? And then, mm -hmm. you know, even like, even just spending, like I would do this with Sherry, we'd go through afterwards and like run through, boom, here's all the things that I want to actually implement, write them down, because you have to write them down. If you don't write them down, mm -hmm. it doesn't happen, right? So um, and then even if you write them down, at least it's like an increment moving forward that it's likely to happen, but it still doesn't guarantee that it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But that level of accountability, right? Because you know that, hey, <laughs> so if you really want to like see tremendous results, I could see how that would be incredibly valuable and helpful. Um, people. That's fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just so passionate about this work and getting people who spend time with me and make the investment to get into the room with me. I just fucking work my ass off to get them the results, man. Like <laughs> nobody coaches quite like me. Yeah. I reach out to my coaching clients, 10 PM, 11 PM. I'm like, did you send that invoice? Did you send that proposal? <laughs> Where are we at? Did they pay the other half? Like, nobody like, <laughs> and then they're like, no, I've been slacking, but you know, if I'm reaching out to them at 10 p.m., they have no excuse, and then yeah. they got to get their butts out of bed and go get to work. So that's what helps bring the results. Yeah, yeah, taking those steps of action. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, man, mm -hmm. this I'm so excited. Like, I was already excited before. Now I'm even more excited. About yes, it. so, it's going to so be fantastic. so amazing. Yeah. Thank you. So good. 
Um, is there anything that we didn't cover that we should make sure we do um, as we're kind of wrapping up I your thought day? this is great. I want to say just like one more thing. I didn't get to go to the first Diamond Day because uh, my wonderful friend, Laura, consulted me on the copy, but not the dates. <laughs> um, <laughs> never going to. Awful. Not talk I am awful. I'm all, I know. Um, I know. Hey, In a good way. Can you, can you look at this copy for me on this thing that you can't go to because you booked the holiday party? Anyway, so um, December 4th. Christmas party. Hey, it's early hey. for a Christmas party. <laughs> it's, not, it's not December. It's not. It's a holiday party. Hanukkah was early that year. Anyway, yeah. anyway, so I didn't. I didn't get to attend, but Travis attended, and and Shockwave sponsored, and it was definitely like worth its weight in gold as a sponsorship. But one of the things that I did was I sent um, my tech lead Nick. Yeah. Um, to Diamond Day. And I just, I remember him. He's a lot like I am. He's very ADHD. He doesn't sit still. He doesn't listen well. And so I just didn't expect him to get out of Diamond Day what he got out of Diamond Day. And I remember I was um, in West Palm Beach and I, uh, it was day two of Diamond Day and, or day one, excuse me, because it was only one day. So it was the day after Diamond Day. And he had just dropped Travis off at the airport. And he called me, he said, yep, so Uber's done. Travis is dropped off at the airport. We're good, he was joking. And he was like, that was life-changing, thank you. And, and no, he really, he really, his girlfriend went, she went with another company, but him and his girlfriend attended together. And they, they literally like, you need to talk to Nick because it'll it'll like fill your heart. The things that he's done in his own life, from starting an investment account to writing out a plan on buying a house mm. to just all these things that he did for himself, um, because he was so inspired to change his thought process of instead of worrying about what he can't do, focusing on what he wanted to accomplish. And yeah. It was, it was oh, yeah. That he walked away with all of that. I was very excited. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That's so good. That fills my complete heart and soul. Yeah. All right. Well, it's about time for us to wrap up here. Is there anything <laughs> you want our listeners to know? I, I just want them to know I'm not just biased because we're such good friends and Travis has known you for even longer than I have. Um, we really like, all, we really believe in what you're doing and we're thrilled yeah. that you be part of it, which is, you know, why you're here today. We just really are so excited for you and your journey. And we are just so grateful to be part of it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been delightful. I was nervous before coming on. You know, <laughs> I'm always nervous before a podcast. I, I joke to Emma, my rituals to listen to Billy Joel and dry heave. <laughs> and <laughs> I wanted to say that like eight times during the podcast, but I wasn't going to because yeah, but you let it out of the bag. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my secret. So <laughs> I, I get incredibly nervous, but thank you guys for uh, making it so fun and so cool and speaking about the things that fill my heart. It makes it easy. Awesome. So, okay. So I'm going to just wrap up with this then. And that is if somebody wants to learn about Diamond Day Mastermind, where do they go? Diamonddaymastermind.com. And please friend me on Facebook. That's my most active social media platform, Laura Catella, Georgia. And Fantastic. if you enjoyed anything about this podcast, send me a DM. Shit. I love that. <laughs>
All right. Thank thanks again. Laura. I really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you guys. Appreciate you.